Thank you for tuning in to our Restoration Life podcast. Don't forget to rate and review the message and share it out with your friends on social media. Can't wait for you to listen in next week. So would you please with me welcome the mother of our house, Pastor Roxanne Vargas. cry before I start ministering. Come on. I love the Yule family. They're such a blessing. So happy Mother's Day to all the queen bees in the house. Come on. You are going to get spoiled today and loved on. That should be every single day. Do you agree? Every day should be Mother's Day. But unfortunately, it's only once a year. So enjoy it. Be honored be loved, be spoiled. Your kids better be spoiling you today. (laughs) So as you probably walked up, you saw our theme is Queen Bee. So I'm going to talk everything about honeybees. And if you know me, I absolutely love honey, love anything honey. And I love butter. I love anything butter. And then you put those two together. I love honey butter. (laughs) my favorite. I got problems. (laughs) So honeybees, a a bee is this tiny little thing that God created that is so special. But most of us, most of us anyways, do not like bees. If you're like my daughter, she freaks out with bees. I mean, she'll literally go running, like full on running the opposite direction. It could be a fly and it just sounds like a bee and she's gone. So and obviously because of the stinger, but if you don't mess with it, you're fine. But most people don't like bees. But God created these little creatures that have such an importance in our lives. I read that if you were to wipe out all bees, or specifically honeybees, that within four years, that actually the population, people can actually die. Because bees are the ones that pollinate our crops, our flowers, our fruits and vegetables, trees, everything that, that, you know, our produce stuff. So they are very, very important. So I'm going to read out of Exodus 3.8. So I have come down to rescue them from the, the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of that land into a good and spacious land, a land flowing with milk and honey. <clears throat> That's the other thing that I like is milk. So when I read this, I'm like, wow, that's like the best place to live, milk and honey. And all they need is butter, milk, honey, and butter. Milk and honey is a picture of a bountiful promised land that God would bring his people to. A land flowing with honey is a sign of a great harvest of fruit and vegetables made possible by bees pollinating plants and trees. Then in um, John 15, 16, I'm going to read... You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should abide so that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give it to you. So I really want to focus on the fruit part because all over Scripture talks about, especially in the New Testament, they use that illustration of bearing fruit. And that's a sign of a healthy person, right? When it says that, You shall know them by their fruits. It's a sign of a healthy Christian, a healthy person, because a tree is supposed to bear fruit, right? And if a tree doesn't bear fruit, what is it good for? 
it has to produce fruit or else, you know, we should just cut it down. As a matter of fact, we have a, when we moved into our house, and it's been probably like almost 10 years now that we've been living at our, at our house, it has a lemon tree, no, I'm sorry, orange tree that bears a lot of fruit. And it's not very big, but my goodness, it's constantly bearing huge oranges. And if you've had my oranges, you'd know how amazing they are. Then behind, we have this little house. Um, it's like a little clubhouse that, that was there when we first moved in. Right behind it was another tree. And my husband, when he had the gardeners come in and kind of clean up the yard, he asked them to, to cut the tree and then, you know, get rid of it. And I'm like, don't cut that tree. It's an apricot tree, I think it was. And then it, it, um, it bore fruit one year. So we saw the little, the little fruit barely anything and we saw mostly the seeds on the floor so we thought maybe it's the squirrels that are eating it <laughs> after that that's it there was no fruit and it's been like that for years and I just thought about it the other day we have an avocado tree as well and I told my husband we need to get the avocado trimmed because it's humongous but we need to get rid of the apricot tree because it's not bearing fruit it's worthless it's just sitting there taking up space not bringing forth any fruit so it's it's out of there so you see the importance of the significance of bearing fruit that our lives should be. So the first thing that I want to talk about is a healthy queen. Mama needs to be healthy spiritually. <clears throat> now, I understand that we have to be healthy physically as well. We got to take care of ourselves. We want to eat right so then we feel good. But most importantly, I want to focus on your spiritual health. Mama needs to be healthy. Here's an amazing fact. Honeybees are very loyal to their queen. They will go wherever the queen goes and do whatever is needed to make sure their leader is healthy and happy. And they'll work hard to help the queen do her part for the hive. Her main job is to lay eggs so that the colony will grow. Everyone else really works to feed the larva and protect the queen. If the queen is not healthy, it could destroy the entire colony. Now, the other, the other um, interesting fact is um, that we have the queen bee then we have the worker bees that are actually all females. So the ones that do all the work, that protect the hive, that make the honey, that go and get the, the, that pollinate, they go and get the nectar, they do all the work. The males, all they do is feed the babies. Now, wouldn't that be amazing if it was like that in, in the human world? The husbands just feed and take care of them kids. And we can just kind of, you know, maybe not all the working part of it, but you know what I'm saying? Like we could just be served, like a queen should be served, taking care of, making sure she's okay. The temperature of their home is just right. Bees actually do that. They, they keep the temperature just right. If it gets too hot, then the bees, they, with their, they, they draw water, and then with their wings, it, it, they cool the, the, the hive. It's really, really amazing how, how they work. But that would be amazing, but it's just not reality. So the health of the queen is very important. We should never be so consumed by things that our spiritual health is lacking. If you are not healthy, mama, your home will not be healthy. We need to make sure that we're pollinating our heart. We need to make sure that we are taking care of our spiritual health, our heart. When was the last time that you spent time with Jesus at his feet? Now, in this room is, is, is tons of people sitting here, and we, we assume that everyone is spending time with Jesus, that everyone 
is feeding on his word, that everyone is studying and that everyone's doing these things as a Christian to grow and to live healthy, right? But the reality is not always happening. And a lot of times us moms get so busy and so consumed by things and just life in itself, you know, I don't think that's ever going to change. I think that's just part of the nature of a mom is just always doing, doing, busy, taking care of her kids. You got baseball practice. You got football practice. You got, I mean, you name it, doctor, taxi driver, therapist. That's what mamas do. But it's so important that our, health, our heart is healthy, that we are spending time with Jesus. It doesn't matter how consumed we get and how busy we get, we have to find time to spend time with Jesus. We have to go into his word and study his word. We have to feed ourselves because the reality is that we can go insane if we don't. His word brings peace to our spirit. It makes us grow. It makes us live. It makes us think properly. If it wasn't because of the, the word of God living in us and the time that we spend in his presence, the reality is that we'd be going crazy. We have to bear fruit. And bearing fruit comes by spending time with Jesus. So that is so important that you guys take the time you make time, and if you're not doing that, make sure that you check your heart every morning. We all have different schedules, so I know some of us are morning people. We can get up early before the kids get up and do that. Others is maybe in the evening or midday, but find time to spend with Jesus. Stay healthy spiritually. The second thing I want to talk about is the heart of the queen. Her home needs to be healthy. The heart of the beehive is its queen, and the heart of the queen is her beehive. The hive does not exist without her. She literally builds the colony as a wise woman builds her house. And that's found in Proverbs 14.1. A wise woman builds her house, but with the same hands she can tear it down. The same hands she can tear it down. And it's so important that we as moms, as grandmothers, we're protecting our home. We're taking care of our children. That, that, is, our, that is our heart. Every mama, you ask them, it's her kids. She'll do anything for her kids and for her home. And that is to make sure that her home is in order. Your home needs to be in order. We know that the husband is the covering. If you are married, the husband is the covering. But the responsibility of mamas is to raise them kids in the ways of the Lord, is to be able to teach them. The queen releases pheromones, an aroma that keeps the hive thriving and humming in unison. Isn't that amazing? She sets the mood for her home. The queen bee releases pheromones that keeps the hive thriving. And that to me is like I was reading the more and more I read up and study of the bees, I'm like, man, this is amazing. This reminds me of the aroma of the anointing oil and the Holy Spirit. This sweet fragrance should also be discernible on us when we meet others, meaning they will know them by their fruits, Right? There's something about you. Have you ever met someone out in the streets? It could be anywhere in life. You meet someone and there's just something about them, something about them that, that's distinctive. That's the aroma of Christ. That's that aroma that we give out when we're living right and when we're bearing fruit. It's very evident. It's very evident to others, especially the unbeliever. I'm going to paraphrase out of 2 Corinthians 2, 14 through 15. It says, I am grateful that God always makes it possible for Christ to lead us to victory. 
God also helps us spread the knowledge about Christ everywhere. And this knowledge is like the smell of perfume. In fact, God thinks of us as a perfume that brings Christ to everyone. For people who are being saved, this perfume has a sweet smell and leads them to a better life. And I preached a, um, a message uh, a couple years back that had to do with that aroma. So, so it's talking about it leads them to Christ. So people are going to recognize something in your life, something about you that's going to draw them to the presence of God. And that's just amazing. And that's what the queen bee does in her hive. She releases an aroma that keeps that hive thriving. And at the same, same way, us as the queen bees of our home should be releasing life into our family life into our children. We should be releasing this aroma of love and of grace. No bitterness or condemnation or harshness should be coming out of our mouths. Now I get it. I get it. Sometimes we're going to fail in that area and we know that our kids can drive us crazy, right? They can drive us insane. So I get it that you may lose it from time to time, but I'm talking about it shouldn't be happening every day. Your home shouldn't be in chaos. Your home should be in harmony. Your home should be a place of peace. That when your children, and if you're married, your husband, or your family members come in, they just feel this peace. I'm home. Why? Because the queen bee has already set the atmosphere. The queen bee has already set that, that atmosphere of peace, of love. So when you come, come, come on. You talk to me, girl. You can talk to me. The more you talk, the quicker we get through this so you can go enjoy your day. So recently, I read a post, and the name of the post is a ro The Roar. Sorry, I lost my place. The Roar of a Queenless Hive. The beekeeper had inadvertently removed a panel from one of his hives that had a queen on it. After a few minutes, the hive began to roar with chaos and loud buzzing. He knew that he must have mistakenly removed the queen, which sent the hive into panic. His point was to warn fellow beekeepers of making the same mistake and to listen as well as look at their hives. But it was his words that really struck to me with the startling revelation. A queenless hive will most certainly roar in a way that you rarely hear otherwise. And this is a natural picture of the body of Christ in our homes. If the queen is not present mentally, spiritually, emotionally, chaos takes place. If Christ is not present or at the center of our lives, of our home, chaos takes place, right? So we set the atmosphere in our homes by being present mentally, spiritually, and emotionally to our children, to our spouse, to whoever lives in our home. And Christ has to be the center of our home center of our house. Because without Christ, we know that our lives would be in chaos. Amen? Do you agree? Without Christ, our lives would be in chaos. And it's the same way with the home. Now, I'm not disregarding the father of the home. We'll get to Father's Day soon. But I'm talking about the role of the mother, the role of the queen bee. She sets the tone. She has to be present. She has to be mentally healthy. She has to be spiritually healthy. She has to be emotionally healthy in order for the home to be in order. 
The word of God produces sweet honey, not bitterness or condemnation in our lives. In Song of Songs, it says, in 4.11, it says, Your lips, my bride, drip honey. Honey and milk are under your tongue. And the fragrance of your garments is like the fragrance of Lebanon. And here's just a perfect example. It's a picture of honey on your lips is something sweet. So she's bringing forth life. She's speaking sweetness. Her words are not harsh. Her words aren't of condemnation. Her words are not to tear down, but they're to uplift. And honey is a perfect example of that because honey is sweet. So we have to be careful in the things that we speak over our kids, over our family, over our husbands. Watch what you speak. Speak life. If mothers, if women are to reflect these aspects of the creator and we are limiting, restricting, or suppressing this reflection, are we not also in effect quenching the role of the work of the Holy Spirit? Come on. We're quenching the role of the Holy Spirit if we're not sensitive to the Holy Spirit, if we're not careful by the things that come out of our mouth, right? This is why our hives are often roaring with disunity and disharmony. Mothers that set boundaries to keep keep peace between siblings, they nurture and they nurse growing babies and ensure that they reach maturity. That is our role as a mother, right? We know that our kids are going to get crazy. They're going to get at each other's throat. Christian and Justine were like that all the time. I'd find them in the living room, like pounding on each other. Now, very easily, I can say, go at it. Who cares? Pull your hair out. Punch each other. But that's not what we're going to do, right? We're going to take our role as the mom, and we're going to bring peace. We're going to bring correction. We're going to stop disunity into our homes. We're not going to allow things that's going to divide and cause chaos. The role of the queen bee is to bring peace and to teach and to nurture and to love. We're not going to allow disunity into our home. We have to keep our home in order. We are called to pollinate our children. We are called to pollinate our children for growth so that they may bear fruit, so that they can grow and that they can reflect the image of Christ by the things they say and the things they do and the way that they live. And I understand that even though we raise our kids in the ways of the Lord, sometimes they're just going to depart. I mean, it's, it's in Scripture. You hear about the prodigal son. Sometimes that's going to happen. But if you raise them in the ways of the Lord, when they are old, they shall not depart. They will come back at some point, hopefully sooner than later, but they will come back because that word is rooted. That word is rooted. And the exampleship that you've shown as a mother with grace and love and prayer and impartation has always been there. And the third thing that I want to talk about is the sting of the queen, protecting her hive. The sting of the queen. Now, I know that you mamas bring out your stinger and you're ready to cut somebody if you mess with your kid, right? If anybody messes with your kid, you're ready to cut somebody. But I'm not talking about that kind of protection. I'm not talking about that sting. I'm talking about protecting your children from the enemy. Protecting your children even from people. I'm going to read something really quick. <clears throat> it's going to be a little bit, a little bit long, but um, I kind of know the story, and if I, I feel like if I don't read it, I might, I might leave something out. So I'm just going to read it. So we know that the beehive is the center of the bee's life and their, and their um, lifetime workplace. Every bee has their own specific job. 
They do it well. They work, work, work. We have the queen bee that's la that lays the eggs, pun intended. The worker bees who, of course, do all the work, building the hive, creating the honeycombs, feeding the larvae, keeping the hive temperature just right, finding the next nectar sources, bringing endless loads back to the hive and communicating to the other bees where to find the best flowers. And that's another thing about communication in your home, protecting your home and communicating. You, you guys all have to be on the same page and keeping your, your home in order. And it's another interesting fact. I'm just going to keep throwing interesting facts. Um, the, uh, the bee can come back to the hive. She does this little dance, and it's so cute. It's almost like a figure eight. They do this little wiggle dance, and all the, all the other bees are watching her. They, this bee found um, uh, nectar maybe two miles away, up to two miles or even more, I, I believe that I read. It's communicating to the other bees. The bees will watch her communication, her little dance, and they will go directly to the flower that they drew the nectar from. Isn't that amazing? That they could, two miles away, all the, all the, all the little bee had to do is this little dance, and all of a sudden they all go over there and find the exact location of what she communicated. So our communication is very, very important. Um, okay, here we are. So we have also the... Um, the guards, the ones that stand guard against predators. So they stand watch at the entrance of the, the hive, and um, they're ready to sting any predator that comes in. So they're very protective over the queen, very protective over the hive. So there is this, I'm going to focus on one predator. It's a tongue twister, so just bear with me. It's called the Death's Head Hawk Moth, aptly named because of the school mask on its back. The, mo the moth has a weakness for honey, and that sweet scent in the air entices him to follow it to the source. Finding the hive is the easy part for this moth. The hard part is to gain entrance to the honey store without forfeiting his life in the process. Not only does he have to get past the armed guards, but the thousands of worker bees inside the hive would also not think twice to quickly spear to death an unwelcome intruder. But this moth has a foolproof bag of tricks. Check this out. First thing, there is a distinctive sound made only by a queen bee. And no worker bee will ever argue with the queen bee. Man, I wish that was true for us. She truly is queen. So this moth learns how to mimic the voice of the queen, and the guard bees ignore him as he slips past them into the hive. It mimics the sound of the queen bee. Not any other bee, the queen bee. Second, he secretes a scent that mimics the scent of the bee colony that he wishes to rob. And this fake scent effectively covers his own smell that would alert the bees to danger. He deceives the worker bees into thinking he is one of their own as he enters the hive ready to gorge himself on this honey. The third thing, there is one more thing that he must do. Even having squeezed past the guards, even having the right scent to fool the worker bees in, inside the hive, one more thing would draw, could draw unwelcome attention to him. His body is far too big and large to pass as a worker bee, but no problem. 
he dresses in perfect camouflage that blends him into the colors of the hive, making him virtually invisible. And so he slips into without encountering any resistance and enjoys his gourmet meal in peace. The worker bees notice the honey is disappearing and it stresses them out. But they do not identify the thief in their midst. However, safe as he may be, it is only for a time he cannot afford to linger over his stolen nectar. His fake scent will quickly wear off and he must escape before his scent clock strikes midnight. If he does not time his escape correctly, his cover will be blown and he will be executed without a trial. Now, you already know where I'm going with this. It's a parallel. This death's head hawk moth is just like Satan. Our spiritual enemy who wishes to rob us of the sweet blessings of God. And we, as queen bees, need to recognize the enemy in our home. We need to recognize what the schemes of the enemy over our family, over our children, and over our personal lives. Sometimes we just get so busy with the things that we have to do that we are distracted enough to be deceived by Satan and are ignorant of his devices. And that's why it's so important that we're guarding our hearts, that we're spending time with Jesus so that we may recognize what the enemy is doing. In 2 Corinthians 11:14, Satan comes in camouflage, transforming himself to appear as an angel of light. He does not come announcing that his intent is to confuse or rob us of blessings. He speaks when in, with an enticing voice that soothes us into believing he intends no harm against us. That's how slick the enemy is. And just like this moth, he comes in, crept into that very home, and started taking what was not his. Though we see damage happening, our joy is sucked away, our love is being eaten by fear, our peace is consumed by anxiety, yet we do not recognize the enemy in our midst. How foolish we are to let down our guard. But we have help in guarding our heart hive if we stay abiding in the Lord. He will protect us from all that would come to harm us. We have to make sure, ladies, that we're not only protecting our hearts, but we're protecting our family and our children. That's why it's so important that we don't rely on the church to teach our children spiritual things. Do you agree with me? The church has our children for two hours on a Sunday. Two hours on a Sunday. We have those kids 24 hours. We are responsible to be teaching our children we are responsible to be imparting into their lives. We are responsible to be teaching them the word of God. Don't just let them get by by a picture Bible book. But to go deep as they grow is to teach them and to nurture them so that they know. So when they are old enough, they can defend themselves because they are knowledgeable of the word of God. That when Satan tries to creep up, they could recognize it for themselves. Because they're going to get to a time and an age where they're going to have to make their own decisions. Come on. We know that we can't protect our kids when they're grown. They're going to make their own decisions. They're going to move out of the house. They're going to get their own place. They're going to get married. They have to know these things for themselves. And it takes you and I, moms, to be able to impart. Yes, the, the father has a huge role in that. But the mothers are responsible because they have the most of the time. Teach them. 
Teach them how to recognize the enemy. We live in a society now that's, it's crazy. Social media is insane. It's such an influence over our kids, the things that they, that they learn, the things that they hear. It's crazy. And so it's our responsibility that we're teaching them. Again, I understand that even then, you can, you can do all, everything that I'm talking about right here, and they could still walk away. But remember, his, the, the word of God is faithful. The word of God is truth. They'll come back. At some point, they'll come back. It'll come to remembrance. The Holy Spirit's going to bring it up to them. And then in the hardest times of their lives, they're going to know God is faithful. My mom was faithful. My mom loved me. Grace is going to cover me. But we are responsible to make sure that we protect and cover our kids. Here's an amazing fact. A honeybee stings only once, and then it dies. But another kind of bee called the yellow jacket could sting more than one time. They also make honey, like the honeybees do. But instead of nectar from beautiful, pretty flowers that the honeybees draw from, the yellow jacket gets nectar from dead animals. From dead animals. And while honeybees live high up in the trees, yellow jackets live in lowly ground. So that's what protecting your children in your home from the schemes of the enemy. Because a lot of time that camouflage, that deception comes in. It, it happens to us. It will happen to our children. where We, we will get deceived where the, Satan will come in and we get distracted and we're pulled away and we lose our focus. So just like this yellow jacket, he's making honey or she. I don't know what the yellow jackets, how, how they're structured, but honey. And the honey looks just like the honeybee honey, right? It looks just the same. It looks just as enticing. It looks just as delicious. But that honey comes from dead animals. So we need to be careful what we listen to. We need to be careful what we allow into our homes. We need to be careful even who we surround ourselves with, who we allow our kids to be around. It's okay to be overprotective. And I'm not talking about where you're controlling your kids where they have no space to breathe. But it's okay to be overprotective. Be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Be sensitive to it. There's just something about women. They got this, this supernatural radar that they can pick up things. But a lot of times, too, we can be deceived. So we need to make sure that we recognize what the enemy is doing and, and protect our kids from the attack of the enemies. Let them, teach them how to recognize that. And just like this yellow jacket that camouflages itself like, you know, presenting this beautiful, delicious honey that comes from dead animals, and we have no idea. People in our lives as well. Mamas, you got to protect your home. Because even people, just like Satan comes in, all camouflaged, looking good and enticing, people do the same thing. People will come in, and they call themselves Christian, and they're presenting themselves that they have all good intentions, but in all reality, all reality, they've come in to cause division. They've come, come, come in to cause discord among your family, among your children, among your, 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 the people that surround you. So we even have to be careful, not only by saying, but people. Keep your, keep your spiritual radars open 
And I'm not talking about that you shut people out and you treat people with disrespect and you just say you can't be around that person. You tell your kids you can't hang around with that person because their mama got issues. I'm not talking about that. We're supposed to show grace and we're supposed to show love. That's what we're called to do. We're never called to cause somebody to feel um, pushed away. But at the same time, you could still guard your family. You could still guard your children. Just be sensitive to that. And recognize what the enemy is trying to do because there have been many people that have tried to come in and cause division. And they look all good. They look all holy. But remember, you'll know them by their fruit. Maybe at the beginning it may look good, but with time you're going to know them uh, uh, by their fruit. So make sure be vigilant in that. And keep if you keep praying and you keep covering your children, you don't have to worry. You don't have to worry because God will expose God will expose, but you have to be at the feet of Jesus. You have to be in the presence of the Lord daily. Don't let yourself be so distracted and so busy that you neglect these things because it's that simple, that easy where the enemy will come in and cause division. In 2 Thessalonians 3.3, it says, but the Lord is faithful who will establish you and guard you from the evil one. The queen of Sheba came to visit Solomon, and one day she put him to the test. She brought artificial flowers so perfectly formed that no human eye could detect them from real flowers. She put them in a vase on Solomon's table in his throne room next to his flowers, and as he came in, the queen of Sheba is reported to have said, Solomon, you are the wisest man in the world. Tell me without touching these flowers which are the real ones and which are the artificial ones. It is said that Solomon studied the flowers for a long time and spoke nothing until finally he said, open the windows and let the honeybees come in. The honeybees would tell you what's real and what's fake. We're called to recognize. We are called to, to watch and to make sure that our children, that our families can spot the fake. Cause the ones that are trying to camouflage that will allow us to see what the enemy is doing. Open the windows and let the bees come in. He's wise. And just like, uh, like, like Solomon, we need to be wise in what we do. We need to be wise in protecting our children and protecting our homes. There are, all, there are ways to tell the artificial from the, from the real. Let the bees come in. They will know where the real is. If we live with the authentic Jesus long enough, we will recognize the artificial when we see it. When we live with Jesus long enough, we will recognize the artificial when we see it. And that's how we have to be as mamas. Our heart, our spiritual health is important, number one. Secondly, is our home that we keep peace, that we keep harmony. If we could have the worship team come forward. Keep the peace. Keep harmony. Speak life over your children. Speak life over your spouse. Speak life over your home. Cover them. Let your words be like honey. And the third thing, the third thing is get your stinger out. Be attentive. Be attentive. Stay with Jesus. Live with Jesus. Sit at the feet of Jesus long enough that we can recognize the artificial when we see it. Don't be so distracted with other things that we're not sensitive to the Holy Spirit and what he is trying to show. 
be obedient to what the Lord says. Sometimes God is calling us to cut people out of our lives that's going to harm our family. Other times, God is going to call us to show grace and to show love over our children. Sometimes even our very children might cause division and discord. But we need to pray. We need to cover them. We need to love them. Always do everything in grace and in love, like honey on your lips. Make sure that you build your home. Build your home, mamas. Build your home. Do not tear it down. Build your home. Let's bow our heads this morning. Maybe one of these three things you can relate to. Maybe it's all three. And I stand here today not knowing it all because I've been guilty. I've been guilty of getting so busy that I didn't put my priorities in the right place. I've been guilty of that. Maybe you haven't spent time with Jesus. Yes, you come to church on Sundays. Yes, you worship with us. But during the week, it's just so busy. There's just so much to do. You barely have time for anything. And the most important thing that you should be doing is the least thing that you're doing. And that's sitting at the feet of Jesus, spending time with him so that you are spiritually healthy. Reading your word and studying for yourself. You're lacking in that area. If that's you, will you stand to your feet? Maybe it's your home. Maybe you're lacking in your home because you're not speaking words of life and encouragement and love and grace, being sensitive to the Holy Spirit on how you should navigate through certain situations that, that may arise in your home. But you're responding out of anger. You're responding with, a, with, with a words that are harsh. And that's every day for you. You get so overwhelmed. You feel anxious. You're not at peace. And so your reaction is harsh. With your children, maybe the way you talk to them, the way that you yell, that it is constantly day in and day out, that they rarely get an opportunity to hear or feel peace in their home. If that's you, I want you to stand to your feet. I'm going to open up these altars. Don't feel ashamed about that, Mom. Don't feel ashamed. This is the opportunity that we have to make those things right so that we may get healthy. Maybe it's the third thing. We haven't been protecting our kids. We've just been so consumed that we've not even taken the time to make sure that our kids are covered, not only in prayer, but that we're protecting them from the things of this world by not teaching them. If that's you, I want you to come forth. I want to pray with you. Come to this altar and spend some time at the feet of Jesus. He's going to meet you right here, and he's going to bring you everything that you desire at this very moment. Bring healing. Rejuvenate your spirit. I speak life over you right now.